This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. What the world needs now is love. Let's let that play there, Mr. Producer. I love this song, Houston. Dionne Warwick, What the World Needs Now is Love. Go ahead, let's play that just a little bit there, Mr. Producer. A little bit louder if you could give a little bit more volume. And boy, in these times today, we need more love more than ever. More than ever. I had the chance to spend some time with big brothers, big sisters. We'll talk about that in a moment. But listen to this. Lord, we don't need another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. There are oceans and rivers enough to cross. Enough to last till the end of time. We'll fade that out. That's a beautiful song. I just wish I could write a song like that. And again, that is written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. And of course, Burt Bacharach did all these incredible songs. And Dionne Warwick, of course, is the legendary singer. What a great song. Well, Houston, we have a guest who will be here shortly. Uh, and so we'll just wait for him. I have another guest, too, who will talk a little bit about the El Salvadorian Festival coming up here soon. And let me just say, I had an incredible weekend I first went to see these candidates at a candidate forum Saturday morning, and I will tell you, there must have been 100 people. Way to go, East End Alliance, for hosting that candidate forum. You know, there's just not enough information for people to even know there's an election. And I know we see commercials, but at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, please exercise your right to vote. People died and suffered and struggled for that right to vote. And no matter who you vote for, of course, everyone knows my leanings, right? I'm a Democrat, but at the end of the day, no matter who you vote for, make sure you vote. That's what it's all about. There were about almost 100 people there, including many judicial candidates. And we always have a lot of judicial candidates call in. If there's any that are listening and you want to call in, feel free to call in. And the whole point is, I don't think enough people know what goes on in these courts, mainly because a lot of us have never really been in front of these courts other than the jury pool. And for me, I'd like to think I'm an educated man, but I don't know the difference between all these district courts and state courts and federal courts. And I don't even know all these courts. Uh, And, you know, I just don't even know about what's uh, criminal versus civil. You know, the only courts I remember were like, you know, the racquetball court or the the tennis court or the basketball court. But there's all these incredible courts and these judges, and they have such extraordinary power in their hands, which is why we really need judges who have some, I don't know the right word, empathy. I think that's the right word, that have this feeling of people and remembering it's about people and people's lives not just numbers, that don't just quickly jump to the old lock them up, lock them up. You know, once you've locked somebody up, their whole life changes forever. Even if they had one mistake, a minor mistake, their whole life changes forever. And it changes their trajectory of their life forever. It really makes them almost unable when they come out to get a job, all those things, and then talk about a burden to society. We'd be much better off getting these people in some rehabilitation programs uh, and other diversion-type programs so they can stay functional in society. So that's my view. If you agree, call in. If you disagree, call in. And so here we are at 
a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. My number to call in is, I've got to take a quick sip, 832-570-8075. That's 832-570-8075. And again, we're on all kinds of radio stations, KWWJ, Keep Walking with Jesus, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM, KYOK, the legendary KYOK, 1140 AM, KCOH, the source. I like saying that. 1230 AM, Aliento Radio, 1540 AM, 101.7 FM, Sangeet Radio, 95.1 FM, and 1460 AM. Bam! You can hear us anywhere on that dial. Well, there's other things I did this weekend that I want to share with y'all. I did um, get a lot of feedback. I put about 250 signs up around Houston. Big signs. Four feet by eight feet. So I can't quite tell you what that is other than it's big. And I put them all over town. Part of them look like my radio card. A lot of them just say, and it has my radio card, but says, make sure you vote. Get out and vote. And I have a few in Spanish. And I realized that one of the precinct boxes that is one of the strongest is over there in the Denver Harbor area. And they're going to have for the first time at their multi-service center voting. And so I'm putting up a bunch of about 40, four by four signs that say, make sure you go out and vote at, um, of course, at the Denver Harbor multi-service center. So we're really doing our part here at A Tip from Gilbert to get people out to vote. Register to vote and exercise your right. But continuing, I had a great weekend. I spent a bunch of time with a lot of uh, precinct captains, and it's very interesting to hear their comments. And most of them feel like they're just not being heard. And so I really appreciate all the education they gave me. I was there at the uh, Castillo Community Center, and what a wonderful center that is. And I want to tell Carmen, really thank you for putting it all together. Great dialogue. I learned a great deal. And then Saturday night, which was the night before last, I went to the Mass Baker. You might remember we had uh, Chef Willie, and everyone knows Chef Willie by just that, Chef Willie. And he's did the Mass Baker. And I was one of those celebrity judges. I don't know what celebrity means because my wife still says, Mr. Celebrity Judge, don't forget to take out the trash. But at the end of the day, I was a celebrity judge and I had a blast. And it's interesting because when you're filming it, you don't get the full appreciation for what's going on. Well, last night, Saturday, was the unveiling of the episode. And we had our own little, uh, I don't know, gala, red carpet gala. And we'll talk about that in a moment because I think we have a caller. Do we have a caller? Yes, sir. Jesse, is that you, Jesse? Yes, sir. As in Jumpin' Jess? Yes, sir. Houston, all of you probably remember Jumpin' Jess. Not only is he a good man, he's everywhere. He's a man about the plan. Jumpin' Jess was one of the morning show hosts of Ka Kuku Ka, which is, of course, KQQK. And they were the leading Tejano radio station in all of Texas in the day. And Jumpin' Jess was one of those celebrity personalities. Jumpin' Jess, what do you got for us today? Well, you know, Gilbert, thank you for reminding me. We were, um, we were the Chiriso crew. Me and Martin and Boogeyman, we used to say, wake up and smell the Chiriso for everybody to wake up and vote. Wake up and uh, follow one so it's going around you. Wake up and uh, smell the politics, get involved, and so forth. And I want to tell you, Gilbert, thank you very much for putting out the word for everybody to go vote. Uh, we've been pushing for... Uh, thank you, studio audience. We've been uh, pushing, me and our good friend uh, Juan Hernandez from Doña Maria's, been pushing for uh, to get Dimmer Harbor as a voting site for early voting. Uh, Dimmer Harbor used to be the mecca for getting out the vote in the days of Ben Reyes. They were voting 40 and 50 percent back in the precincts in those days. And then with all the voter suppression and uh, people getting, you know, uh, turned off with everything. We're, we're trying to get it going again. We're going to have a big Sabado Gigante on October 29th. We're going to have radio, mariachis, taco trucks, 
to encourage everybody to go out and vote in Denver Harbor again and get Denver Harbor out. The, the community is right off I-10. It's right in the uh, hub of the Fifth Ward, right next to the Nickel, where, where Mickey Leland and Barbara Jordan used to reside and Ben Reyes. So we're trying to get everybody fired up to go vote again in Denver Harbor. Thank you for the signs that we're letting everybody know that Denver Harbor is open. opening. We've been trying for about 12 years to get that site open. So thank you, Gilbert. Well, let me just ask you, so what is involved in getting a site to become a voting site? I mean, tell us, because I'm sure there are other places where you just got to move the site where there are the people. So what's involved with all that, Jess? Well, we were talking to Isabel Longoria for a long time, trying to push her and push her. And, push she, her. and she's just for everyone's knowledge. She's what again? What was her role? Uh, she was the, the uh, voting uh, coordinator. I, I forgot the exact title, but she was in charge of all the voting for uh, all of uh, Harris County. And uh, so now they got somebody else there. But, you know, before that was an elected position, uh, it was uh, with a cl- uh, county clerk. And now it's a separate position. And what we had to do is just uh, politic. When, thanks to Adrian Garcia, he listened to us and he made it happen. It was in his district. But a lot of people just didn't uh, want and didn't care about, you know, new voting sites. And if you look on the map, there was nothing in the in the early voting areas. There was nothing there at all around for about a, a good 10 mile, 20 mile radius. So that's why we we're pushing and uh, to get more Hispanics, make it more convenient. A lot of Hispanics don't want to go to Ripley House. It was too far or out of the way. Back in the day, they moved the voting uh, room to the second floor, all the way at the back room, last room. And so there's the little things like that they do, Gilbert, to, to uh, keep us down, uh, pre- prevent our people from voting. So we had to make it more convenient for everybody. So we just had to raise a lot of hell and let everybody know what's going on and try to politic and, and drop seeds to let everybody know we need more places to vote. Way to go, Jess. You know, I mean, look, in this day and age, in the year 2022, surely we can find a better way to make it easier to vote, right? I mean, surely we right. can do that. I mean, I, I saw the movie Minority Report. You remember that one with Tom Cruise in the future when they and yes, they, they read your retina or whatever it is in your eye? Well, look, when I now go fly, I, I paid this extra money and I now go through this thing called clear. And when you go through clear, they read your eyes. Well, my goodness, wow. if clear can read my eyes to just let me go through, you know, in the line, certainly someone can read my eyes online somewhere and I can vote. And that way, let's just make it easier for people to vote, not harder. You're right. Uh, right. Well, I appreciate that, Jess. And let's talk about uh, our good friend over there at Doña Maria's. Juan is like, you know, it's interesting because when you think about people, uh, a restaurateur, you think, well, it's a restaurateur. He owns a restaurant, but not Juan. I mean, he's like... He's like, you know, ground central for political organizing there on navigation. And he's always involved in everything. And you know what, Jess? He's got darn good food, doesn't he? <laughs> he I does mean, great. I mean, it, the best tortillas, the best carne guisada, everything is good there. The carne guisada the is super manudo. good. For those of the, who don't know carne guisada, it's sort of like, um, think of it like stewed meat. The meat is cooked so much and long on like a low simmer that it's just so tender. It almost like just tears. And that's the way it is. Oh, his food is sensational. What address is that again? Do you remember? It's on navigation right there on the rail line. Yeah, it's, it's uh, 2601 navigation right across the street from uh, the old uh, uh, Crespo Funeral Home. It's uh, uh, right there across the street from Catacorda uh, Nipas. I think everybody knows who Nipas is. But it's really authentic Mexican-American food. And uh, it's uh, Anna Hernandez's wife, her grandmother's uh, recipes. And it's just, uh, so good. It's just, uh, just everything. It's a mother, money. The food your grandmother and your mother make. Amen. Well, Jess, I'm going to give you the last word. What else do you want to say to Houston? No, just a please, please get out and vote. There's no excuses. Like I tell everybody, don't be a tonto. Vote pronto. <laughs> so we want everybody to get out and don't vote. Don't be a tonto. Vote pronto. I like that. I like that. Jess, thank you for calling in. I know we have another caller. Is there a Sherry there? 
Sherry, are you on? Sherry. Is there a Sherry on? Sherry, talk to me. Hi, how are you doing this morning? What are you doing, Sherry? Well, I'm working really hard right now to try and turn out about 400,000 women across the state of Texas who have not been voting. <laughs> well, what can we do? I mean, what is happening? Why aren't they voting? Um, that's interesting because we've been doing, I, I of course, am president of Sisters United Alliance, which is a vote project. And our contention is that these are women who are registered to vote. They wanted to register to vote, but then no one asked them to vote afterwards. Mm. And they feel very disengaged. And so that's what we try to do is to ask them to come to the polls with us to vote and, so and to exercise. Me, how many are in Harris County, would you say? Uh, across Right now, who haven't voted? Well, across the state, there are 2 million registered women who have not voted at all. Wow. Ever. So... Who knows how many? And I know that we are trying to reach out to 150,000 women in Harris County for this election cycle. So what are so, y'all doing? What we do is we try to present, you know, an idea that your vote is important. Our tagline is empowering women to vote mm -hmm. and to say, yes, you are important. And if you join with us to go to the polls, then it becomes even more powerful that we are all going together to the polls to vote and trying to reach out to them, you know, about uh, various things that would affect them and the issues, you know, the kitchen table type issues along with uh, the others that, as we know, are going on right now. And just really saying that even one vote is so, so important in this election cycle. Amen to that. How did you get involved with this? What, what got you to become, the, you know, this incredible effort to get women out to vote? Um, back in 2014, we noticed that there were a number of women who did not show up to vote in Harris County, even though there was, for the first time in a while, some women who were running for governor and lieutenant governor. And so we were trying to figure out why that was. Why, who had voted before, maybe once, but did not show up to vote this time. And whenever we investigated it, we found out that, that there was a quite sizable amount of women, not only in Harris County, but around the state, who were not voting. They just were not voting. And in, I know this is hard to believe, but we have 2.5 million registered voters in Harris County right now. And Gilbert, in the last election, one million of them did not show up to vote. God, it's so frustrating when you think about people who suffered and struggled and all those efforts to get us that right to vote. Remember the women's suffrage movement in particular. Exactly. My goodness. Well, I'm so glad. I want to give you the last word. Where can people like find out more or donate or where can they go help or give us the website and everything else or the phone number? Right. SistersUnitedAlliance.com is our website. We do not have a phone number because Gilbert, you know, we're just a few people working right. on this project really hard to try and make it as much as possible. And every $2 that is donated will help us with an intensive outreach to get one woman out to vote. That's a pretty good bang for your buck. If $2 yes, can is. turn into a woman to <laughs> vote, that's pretty doggone good. Thank you for calling in, and I hope you call in again. I certainly will. Thank you for all you do, Gilbert. A Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I know we have another caller there. Let's see what we got there. Give me a second. I'm going to see the name. Uh, that person is here. Miss Thelma. Miss Thelma, are you there? Miss Thelma. Yvette. A tip one. I think we lost Miss Thelma. Yvette, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Gilbert. Speak to me, Yvette. Hi, I just wanted to say I love the song you started off with this morning. It really holds a true sense to what we need in this world right now for people to go out and vote. You know, voting is so crucial and important to the city. My husband's a firefighter here, and the year they came out with Prop B, everyone came in to support the firefighters. And it really showed by them, you know, getting it through the first stage. They're still going through arbitration, but at least they got it to the first stage of going through the process. You know, what's, what's terrible about that is the voters spoke overwhelmingly 
to support the firefighters and to have equal pay with police officer ranks. And you could go through all the hemming and hauling about, well, the, the job descriptions aren't the same or this or that. But at the end of the day, the voters spoke. And here we are. How many years later has it been? Gosh, it's been at least two two years, I believe. I think it's been more like Three or six. Four? I think it's been a bunch. I'll yeah. find that out. But the yeah. bottom line is here we are, and everybody's suing everybody. The city's yeah, suing the firefighters. The firefighters are just sitting back, but they're having to defend the suit, and it just makes no sense. Uh, right. You know, I know Marty Langton, the head of the firefighter union, he was on my show, and he said, Mayor Turner, let's just get together in a room and work it out. Well, Mayor mm -hmm. Turner, let's just get together in a room and work it out because morale's got to be low, right? I mean, it's got to be low. What, how, how's your husband feel? Yeah, they're very disappointed in what's been happening, the struggles. After all the hard work they do for the city on a day-to-day -day basis, you would expect for them to be paid equally towards policemen, anybody, you know, within that fair range of what they do for on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's, it's very low with them. Um, you know, they continue to do their job, support the city, and in hopes that things will uh, go through for them. Very good. You know, I've participated in some of these loterias, which is essentially the bingo, Latino bingo, you know, where you see El Sol and there's El Barracho yeah. and all these sorts of things. Uh, and you have the pinto beans on there. Uh, and we've been doing that to raise money for the firefighters and their individual stations. Because can you believe that sometimes they have these stations in the community and they don't have like a working washer or dryer or they don't have like microwave oven. And, and so we do these sorts of things just to raise a little bit of money here or there to get them those things that, you know, make their lives a little bit better. And so that we've had a lot of success there. I know that uh, my good friend Tony Garcia is the one that does a lot of that. Leticia Blausa does a lot of that, and they're the ones that really get me involved. And so wow. I appreciate them doing Yeah, it's really a wonderful thing. I want to go back to something you said, Yvette, which is the song, What the World Needs Now is Love. Because I was at the Big Brothers, and I'll talk about Chef Willie again, and I, and I was able to speak for about 10 or 15 minutes to the crew, and I just said that you know, more than ever, Young people need a mentor because young people today, in my opinion, are just confused. You know, they see and they hear that on the one hand, um, you know, they, they see the news. There's nothing but negativity in the news. Mm -hmm. You know, they hear about, you know, this history is not correct. No, this one is. And, you know, all that is really is about facts. But then they want to go back to, no, it's really this history. And you got to take these books off the shelf. It's like, what is happening? These mm -hmm. kids just want to go to school. And then they see that, you know, the school's not safe. And they see about other schools and these terrible murders. And it's just frightening for them. And then you combine it with COVID and they couldn't be with their friends and they got to wear a mask. Um, I think more than ever, young people need mentors, and the Big Brother Big Sister program is just that. And so what a wonderful, wonderful thing that they do. Yvette, thank you for being on the show, and I sure hope you call in again. Thank you, Gilbert. Have a good one. You too. Is there a, a Kylie? I hope it's Kylie. Kylie Scott? Is there a Kylie Scott on the phone? Kyle. Kyle. I'm so sorry, I Kyle. one. Kyle, are you there? I'm here, sir. Kyle, speak to me. You got Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. What you got there, Kyle? Well, as you may remember, I'm running for Harris County Treasurer, so I'm just calling in to talk about, you know, what this county can do a little bit better with its finances, starting with the transparency part of that. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, first of all, what does the treasurer do when someone says, I'm the treasurer of the state of Texas? What do you do? Yeah, if you don't know what the treasurer does, count yourself among the 4.7 million residents in Harris County who also don't know. Thank goodness so, I don't feel bad anymore then. <laughs> because what really, what does the treasurer do? Tell, tell us. So, so every dollar that flows into and out of the county has to pass through the treasurer's office. So table stakes, just the basic job is making sure the money goes where it's supposed to and it's accounted for correctly. Um, there's a second component of that, which I think can make the treasurer a real value add to taxpayers and voters which is the transparency component. So if you go on the county website right now and you're trying to find a running tally of how much we paid a particular vendor or how much we pay monthly, um, you can't find that information. Now we do have an online check register, but you would have to go back every month and tally up and find out who got how much money for the year. Um, we also have a problem with 
what I consider to be a problem with all of our no bid, non compete contracts that go out. Tell so us about those. What do you mean no bid? What's the size of those contracts? So this is part of the problem. So there's a statutory limit of $50,000. In the month of January, there were 66 no bid contracts on the commissioner's court agenda, but the amounts were not published and they weren't in any of the backup documentation either. But there's also nothing stopping commissioner's court from stringing a series of $50,000 contracts together. So at the end of the year, somebody can make $1.2, $1.5 million and never have to actually go into a compet into a competitive bidding process. That's terrible. Well, I mean, I mean, it just sounds like, you know, that circumvents the whole reason to have these limits in the first place. And we're all about transparency here because people need to know where their money goes. When I was chairman of Met, excuse me, chairman of Metro, it was uh, you. Got, all you got to do is Google it. The transparency was weak, it, it, non-existent, and ultimately uh, we put all the board meetings, committee meetings, all the materials online, and we put the check registry online. And we did that in 2010, and the city of Houston still hasn't done it. So, Kyle, go back for a second so um what can we do as citizens to ask more questions well that's part of the problem it's tough to know what you don't know mm. so there's always the chance of going every other tuesday to commissioner's court and testifying or following along on their live stream but those meetings usually last six to eight hours and nobody has time for that god how so can, how can they meet for six to eight hours my goodness I, Yes, it is a marathon. And, oh. and you know, if you have a job, if you're just a normal voter, nobody's keeping track of that and because nobody has the time or energy. Holy so cow. The, so I think it's the treasurer's job to be the eyes and the ears of the taxpayer and make this as easy and as digestible as possible, sending out quarterly reports, making it available on the web through an app so that people can track these because we can't have accountability unless we have transparency. All right. Well, let me ask you this. So um, are you a Democrat candidate or, or what are you? I, obviously, I'm a Democrat, but tell me what you are there. I'm the Republican nominee. OK, so let me ask you this. Um, uh, what what do you think? And again, we're an equal opportunity radio station, although everybody knows my stance. What do you think? What's the core difference? I'm going to give you a 30 second commercial here. What's your core difference in your mind between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party? You know, as I understand it. Uh, no, and, and and no, 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 no. And your yes. your heart. In my heart, I want limited government. I think okay. resources are best distributed at the local level with as little bureaucracy as possible because the people in the community know how those resources need to go. So we need to make sure that the regulations that are in place are not overly onerous and that the money stays with taxpayers to be put to the use that they find best. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and again, the other side is as a Democrat, I believe that government has a fundamental responsibility to intervene in our lives to make it better. And at the end of the day, we can have these discussions, me and Kyle, because we're doing it respectfully and thoughtfully. And so, Kyle, I appreciate you being on this phone uh, and uh, sharing your views and your uh, comments. We may not always agree, but I know we probably agree on one thing. We both love Houston. We both love Texas and we want to make it better. Absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity to call in. My pleasure. I think we Take have care. a Miss Edna on. Thank you there, Kyle. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, remember, political dialogue is good. Debate is healthy. And it's always about exchanging ideas so a people can one. understand what the issues are and how people feel about them. So I welcome the debate uh, and I welcome all the dialogue. I know we have a Miss Edna. Is there a Miss Edna on the line? Yes, it is. Is this the Miss Edna? It is the one What are you doing, Miss Edna? And what is, what is going on? Only. What is going on? I'm out here trying to get these people out the boat. I'm out here working. I, I mean, I'm working. I got to get, we got to get people excited. They're not excited. I know. I understand. Well, let, let me ask you something, Miss Edna. So, you know, you have been doing, I mean, if people in Houston, y'all don't know, Miss Edna is like a legend, right? Uh, and I really mean that sincerely. What motivated you. you? When did Miss Edna wake up one day when Miss Edna was young and middle school? I know you're, you're still young, but when you were like in middle school or, or high school, what did you ever say, you know what, I'm going to get involved in the community to make a difference? When did you get that sign from the Lord? Well, Gilbert, I've been doing this ever since I was 16. 16. And I'm actually 71 now. Wow. 
And my parents, uh, I saw my parents, and these were women. That's why I'm, you know, that's why I know what women can do. <laughs> because my grandmother's, my grandfather died at a young age, and my grandmother never married again, and my mother was, was divorced. And so these were women that worked in the community. I saw that as a child, how they made a difference. How they, they I mean, they could pick up a phone and call somebody and get something done. They could, they, they was doing the squatty lounge days, doing the Harfines days. Mm -hmm. They had person, they had personal contact. They could call and say, "Hey, I need this. I need this done," and got it done. And I saw that as a child. And I used to tell my mom, and like she always told me, "There's nobody, there's nobody smarter than you are. There's no nobody. You can do anything that you want to do. There's no such thing as can't." And she instilled that in me as a young age. There's no. And I have lived that life. There's nobody. I, and I tell people, I said, if you got God on your side. Amen. You, they can't stop you from nothing. And that I'm is a right. Living I'm a living testimony because I saw it. Acres Homes during those days was not, you know, sometimes it was pretty rough. It was bad. Well, let me ask you. Well, let me ask you. Do you remember the civil rights movement? Yes, but I wasn't as involved in the civil rights movement like my parents were. Yep. They were the, they were the ones involved. But I, you know, I, I was I was there. You know, I remember I was telling Congresswoman, I said, Congresswoman, I remember when you came and asked my mom them for support to help you when you were running for office. I remember that as wow. a young lady. I never forgot that. And 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 they helped you. You won, and you've been running ever since. I said. And you were always like a mentor to me because I saw the work that you do and I saw how you never let nobody stop you. And I mean, and that's what we've got to do. If we want stuff to happen, I tell my seniors this all the time. I say, you always talk about people come and want y'all vote, but then you don't see them anymore. Mm -hmm. I, say, I say, well, stop giving them your vote if they don't come see you. Amen to that. Are you talking about Congresswoman <laughs> Sheila? Yes, uh, you know, I, I tell you what, that's, that is my role model. Whether people like or not, there's one thing you have to admit, no matter what, she is probably one of the hardest working members of Congress. She and is she, the hardest working. She is everywhere. I, I, Miss Edna, I think the big secret, there's three of her. Because she's everywhere, and she's always fighting for the rights of people of color, her community, her district, for Houston, for Texas, for America. I mean, really, she's she's really uh, she's really bold and strong. And, and, and let me tell you, Gilbert. Let me tell you, not just for color. She's for every, she she fights for everybody. Amen. Now, does she get because sometimes she's a strong black woman? They tend to think that strong black women are mean and hateful and all this kind of things. No, we're not. We just know who we are and we stand for who we are. And that's what we do. It's not that, you know, people even say with me, some people say, oh, I wanted to say something to you, but I, I didn't know because I thought, you, you know, you were really uh, kind of a mean person. I said, really? <laughs> I say, but but did you? I said, but did you come to find out if I was? Well, no, I didn't. I said, well, see, that's the problem right there. That's the problem. That's, a, that's the problem right there. Well, let's go back to your seniors because what is up with all these new voting rules and absentee ballots, and what is that meaning to your seniors that you work with? Well, the seniors that I work with, they're educated, so they know what to do. Okay, we, you know, I I go over and I educate them. But the problem I'm going to have is those that don't. That mm -hmm. they don't know, you know, it don't know because a lot of times, even with some of my seniors that really have teachers and all this stuff that have educators, they still forgot when it came to this is a new ballot thing where you got to put your driving license and social security number. And one of my girlfriends, she swore she did it, but she had got rejected. It came back. She didn't do it. So if you're not used to doing something, you know what I'm saying, then you've got to stop and you really got to take your time so if if an educator that knows better and left off something what about anybody else that's seniors that are older so you have so to put your what, what what are the what are the new rules now you got to do well, what you want to put they just to be on the safe side you want to put your driving license and the last four digits of your social security number just the, because don't take any chances of that you, and then there's another space on there where you can have somebody to witness it okay just in case they come back and said that signature doesn't match or whatever it is. Because if you haven't did this in 10 years and then your signatures might be different. So if you get somebody to sign it, 
that way you automatically know you've had somebody to witness that and that it won't get a kickback. It is so much, it is, they made it so hard. And our seniors, because of the fact is, is that, you know, this is something they're not used to, then it's going to take a little time for them to, for it to sink in what they need to do. But the good part about it is, is that, because I went to the poll, I go to poll, I don't, I don't do the mail-in. But the last time I went to the poll last, last the last election, that ballot was so long. Oh, I know. Until, until I had to actually ask for a seat to sit down. <laughs> Now, you know, yeah. and I'm pretty active. I'm pretty oh, I know. Well, you know what? Some people but, are going to have to, like, ask for a pillow because they may have to take a nap going through that. Uh, I mean, I mean it's, and, I was, and like, who I are, said, what and you look this? at what are, what, I mean, what are all these things? And they have all these initiatives and these amendments and I'm like, holy cow. And then what is this stuff with this? You have to put in a sheet of paper and then you got to get the I'm sheet of paper about. out and put the sheet of paper at another place. When did all no, that happen? Two no, it was not even one sheet. It was to, yeah. the ballot was so long you had have two sheets when did so all that happen what happened when to they changed when they changed the new system when they went into this new system which was a mistake but that that that's another conversation altogether but when they changed that it it, it, it just making things more complicated they thought they were making it easier but it, it didn't it just made it more complicated well you know? I, I mean and that's what i'm saying i may not be the smartest you know, person and i'm certainly no genius but my goodness in the year 2022, we're still fiddling with paper to vote. That just doesn't make sense. Uh, does with everything, sense. you know, we can do the internet. I just did a Zoom call this morning, and there was a person from Mexico City, a person from Copenhagen, a person from San Antonio, and me, and all of us were there crisp and clear talking. It's like amazing. But yet to vote, we still got to have a bunch of papers, and the papers got to oh, um, It makes no sense. Well, but you got to understand, you got to understand that makes it complicated. That's what they want. They didn't want it to be complicated. They want to make everything complicated because they really don't want us to vote anyway. Oh, so my it's, goodness. It's, 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 it's making it complicated. But you know what? That's why I said if we can look, if we can stand in line when somebody comes with some tennis shoes and everything else that they come or we bring somebody in here and they can stand in line for two and three and all night to go and see what that person is and shame on those that don't stand in line to vote. Well, amen to that. You know, speaking of standing in line, I've done, you know, when people think, oh, things are great and things are, I mean, yes, things may be great for some people, but these are still hard times for others. And I've done several of these food giveaways the last year or two. And you know what? When you see people in line for four or five hours for free food, a carload of food, you know they're hurting. That's right. That's right. Uh, and for everyone who has, uh, uh, I don't know, darkness in their heart or hard heart, all you got to do is go out there and see it. And That's you right. will fully understand why we need to help our fellow human beings. Miss, right. and I'm going to give you the last word. What else do you want to say to Houston? Let's get out and vote. Amen. If, if, look, and the thing is, is that, you know, if you, if you don't think your vote counts, you know, because that's what people will tell you. My vote don't count. That's why right. I don't do it. It doesn't count. Well, if you don't know where it counts, if you don't get out there and vote. So don't have nothing to say when you don't get out there and access your right to vote. Well, my mama said, uh, if you don't vote, don't complain. So yeah, Ms. Yeah. And, uh, thank you for calling in, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good day. Thank you, my Bye. dear. I think we have another caller there. Well, let's see, what's that caller's name there? Is there a, a Thelma? Miss Thelma, are you on? Miss Thelma, this is Miss Thelma Scott. Thelma Scott. Speak to Houston. You got me, Gilbert Garcia, a tip for me, talk inspiration prayer. What do you got for us today and what are you doing? What I'm doing is giving, and I just wanted to get the word out. Our Diversity Olympic Spirit Education Spirit Day had to be rescheduled due to the SAT test, which is October 12th. So we had to move our big day to October 19th. Oh, wonderful. Well, let me ask you this. Um, are, are children still taking the SATs? I don't know why. I thought that a lot of colleges are saying yeah, you don't I have told, to take it. I, I told the 12th. I don't know about the other districts, but I know HISD, all high schools, will be taking the SAT test on that day. So that means that we can't take them out. But I see. I, I would say diversity, education, spirit day, we're in our ninth year. And we have about 400 students at Dyer Stadium, and they'll be challenging against about 60 police officers. So we do our ballot the bands, we do the 100-yard dash, the beanbag toss, the tug-of-war, the hula-hoop contest, 
great entertainment and we do our health and wellness self-care for our students so we have a fun time wonder where is that let us know where that's at it's gonna be 2020 magnum at dyer stadium not oh. the big stadium dyer stadium they're at, the, they're, they're at the same location but we'll be at the small stadium got dyer it stadium. and what's been going on in your community are people excited about the elections this year yeah, they're excited about the election because people have to understand that things are different this year. Mm. So we really had to educate our voters. And I live on a seeing facility for just for seniors. So they have to be educated to know things are not the same. You know, a lot of seniors think they can just vote one time and they cover it. But now they have to vote for each each uh, a candidate. So it's it's a lot different, especially for people with disabilities and our senior citizen, which I'm one of them, right? So the education that they're doing has been phenomenal, educating about the new system for voting for coming up November the 8th. Very good. Well, I'm going to give you the last word. What do you want to say to young people out there or people listening on the radio? I want to say to young people, never give up because we have to remember the pandemic may be a little bit over, but our kids are still dealing with anxiety and depression. And that and that and and hidden mental health. So we have to be able to watch our students and let them know that there's help out there, especially the new nine eight eight number, and let them know they're not alone. Wonderful. So much going on. All righty, Miss Scott. Thank you for calling in. You're a real treasure, and uh, we hope you call in again. May, may I say one thing? You I may. I just want to thank you so much for sponsoring the MLK. A scholarship for students with disability on behalf of, of a Duncan Tale. I wanted to say that so the public can know that you're that sponsor this year. And thank you so much for supporting kids with disabilities and the MLK Foundation. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, by Duncan Tale, he, he was like a force of nature, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Well, thank you for calling in, and I hope you call in again. All right. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Stay safe now. I will. Thank you for calling in. Is there a Shante favor on? I think uh, Julian. Julian Ramirez. Gilbert, how are you? How are you, my friend? I'm great, man. It was great seeing you at the East End Alliance. Yeah, wasn't that a great event? It was. We need more events like that. You know, lead up to the election. And you know what? What I thought was really great. And of course, everyone knows how partisan I am. I'm a Democrat. Those things, and everyone knows. But at the end of the day, what I also am is just a. Uh, a human being and we all got to work together because we want the same things uh, which is really a better world a better city and I really was uh, happy to see there were lots of other points of view there was even a libertarian candidate everyone was respectful of each other there was no meanness there was no hatefulness there was none of that I thought it was very great that uh, the East End Alliance did it right a lot of enthusiasm uh, Gilbert, and that was great to see, and that's right. Both both major parties were represented, and we did have a libertarian fellow there. But I just wanted to call in and visit with you, Gilbert, about uh, what what I'm doing at this point. Do it. Which is tell me running. Yeah, running for uh, the 248th Criminal District Court, Gilbert. I want to put my 32 years of experience working in the criminal courts to use and 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 improve our our quality of life here i i think our streets are not quite as safe as they should be gilbert and that's that's what prompted me to run are you a prosecutor remind me when you're 32 years what's your background again i i have uh practiced from the from the prosecution side right so trying to sort out who are the bad guys uh who need need to be behind bars who who are the folks who need some help and who are the folks who didn't do anything at all, and 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 we should not be prosecuting them? That's right. I I did all of that, uh, Gilbert, in 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 my time at the the DA's office for more than 27 years. Wow. Um, well, let me ask yeah. this: Do you find that as a judicial candidate, are you able to bubble up on your own, or is it the old-fashioned whatever's at the top of the ticket is going to carry its way down? <laughs> Well, this is kind of a unique year, Gilbert, because people are upset about some of the bail decisions that have been made that have, that have led to uh, some deaths, a, a lot of deaths, as a matter of fact. So that's definitely an issue. And as you know, uh, crime is, is one of the issues at the forefront as well. So this is a little bit different. And hopefully our judicial candidates won't be as vulnerable to uh, the winds that are you know, guiding up at the top of the ballot. And that's our hope anyway.
Well, that's very interesting. Well, why don't, I'm going to give you the last word here. Anything else you want to share with Houston right now? Why don't you give them your website? Yes, Julian Ramirez for judge.com, Gilbert. And I've also got a Facebook page. And I just want to be a, a judge for the entire county. I want to bring a little bit more of a public safety mindset to the court while also understanding, you know, we, we, we need to continue doing the specialty courts that we have now, mental health court, uh, drug court. Uh, our RIC court, our veterans court, and so forth. Uh, it, it, it takes a multi-pronged effort uh, in, in a county as large as ours, Gilbert, and I hope to be the next judge of the 248th Criminal District Court. Very good. Thank you for calling, and thank you for reaching out to a tip you from bet, Gilbert. Gilbert. Thank you, All my right. friend. Yes, sir. Great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We have more callers. And again, remember, for all my listeners, the tip from Gilbert, what started this show was I just was frustrated by all the negative news going on. And so a little over a year ago, I said, you know what, I'm going to do my own show. And I'm going to have it informational. If people want to talk about they're running for office, if people want to talk about what's going on in their church, their school, uh, food giveaways, anything, scouts, sports, um, call in. I want this to be the people's show to say good things. And I've had some great speakers that have really been inspired and through the power of prayer have done such extraordinary things. And now we're on five stations, KWWJ, KYOK, KCOH, Aliento Radio, and Sangeet Radio. So I want to thank all my radio partners. And I know we have another caller there. Is there a Jordan on the line? Yes, this is Jordan. Jordan, speak to me. You got me a tip from Gilbert. Yes, well, I know you were talking about voting earlier, and I just want to talk about how important it is for young adults to vote as well. Um, I'm 24, and I don't feel like there's enough voting presence being brought to my attention, but I do feel like that stems from social media as well. Since everybody's on social media nowadays, I feel like there should be a lot more posts about voting, when early voting starts, when it ends. Um, when voting starts, when voting ends, I just feel like if there was more social media pres presence, then a lot of young adults would be voting more. Well, Jordan, you're a great case example. So so you're 24. Did you go to college? Yes. So you went I to college. Did. So you're college educated. Are you from Houston? Yes, I'm from Houston. But when I went to college, I went to college in California and then I came back. Okay. But you're from Houston. Yes. Okay. And, and are you registered to vote? Um, yes, I am. Oh, wonderful. Have you ever voted? Um, I voted, uh, I think it was the presidential election recently, um, and then that was my first time voting. How? What was it like? Um, it was a great experience. My mom, actually, she loves, she really uh, pursued me to vote. I guess that's what started it. But uh, my mom is also very into, like, voting, and she keeps me informed, you know, of both sides. Um, who, like, I guess facts as well. That's another thing you were talking about is a lot of people, well, young adults, they don't know who to vote for. So I think that should also be well known. Um, what this person does, what does this person do? Um, what are they looking to do? What are their goals? And all of that. The media doesn't give it the attention it needs or deserves, in my opinion. Uh, but again, it's up to us as citizens to ask those questions. So let me ask you this. Excuse me. What do you think is the number one issue in town? Well, I mean, what I'm just using you as a proxy for young people. What's the biggest issue that you think needs to be addressed? If, if, if I were the mayor of Houston and you had the chance to say, Mayor, I really think you need to do this. What's the this? Um, I well, um, What I believe is crime and how bad it's gotten. You know, I feel like even me now, even me being 24, I don't see myself having kids. But that is because there's so much crime and I don't know what's going to go on in my future child's life. You know what I mean? So yes. Like when my mom had me, she thought that like I, it was OK for me to play outside by myself or like with my friends. And now I don't even know if that's safe to do anymore. God, it breaks my heart to hear you say that. But I understand the concept of it's not safe to be outside, that somehow that could impact your future as a parent, uh, you know, but I understand it. And I'm so sad to hear that. And hopefully, uh, when we have new elections and everything else, they'll recognize how important public safety is because people need to feel safe. And if they don't feel safe, um, that's really – public safety really is the number one thing, responsibility of government. Public safety, by far. 
Well, I really appreciate you calling in. What what else do you want to tell Houston? I'm going to give you the last word. I guess for young adults to vote. Young adults, go vote because Jordan says so. Way yes. to go, Jordan. Thank you for calling in. Before I get to the next caller, I, I want to uh, invite very quickly Miss Daisy Marin or Marin to come talk about the El Salvadorian Festival because she's been very active. Of course, she's the president of the Democratic Women's Group here in uh, Harris County. Well, it's Texas, Texas Democratic Women's. Uh, and she's been involved with Latino empowerment, Latino education, Latino health care. And she's been involved in all these great festivals, the Colombian Festival, the Hispanic Festival. And now she's very involved in the El Salvadorian Festival coming up. Daisy, what do you, I know I caught you off guard. You're ready. What's going on with this festival? Thank you, Gilbert, for this opportunity. Uh, let's, let's put it right here. Th- th- yeah, that's the poster for the festival is uh, we are celebrating during the Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, Mayor Turner just recognized the Salvadorian community. Um, we are 600,000 Salvadorians in the city of Houston, and we are going to be celebrating the El Dia del Salvadoreño on the uh, Sunday, 20, October 23rd, from 12 to 10 p.m. And it's all about community, music, uh, food. Um, and it's just to celebrate our history, our roots, our, um, I think that's just coming wonderful. together in, I, in I, celebration. I've been to some of these festivals, and I agree. It's all about uh, people smiling, the smiles of people, the fun, the food, the music, the camaraderie, the, the friendship. It's just fantastic. There's booths of other people with other things. Talk about the El Salvadorian population here. You mentioned 600,000. That really puts El Salvadorians as the second largest immigrant group in the city of Houston, which is pretty remarkable because yes. most people don't know that. Why do you think that is? Um, well, there, there was a lot of turmoils in my country uh, 30 years ago. So a lot of us left the country, we fled the country, and as I work in the community, I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one going through what I went through, uh, leaving my country and coming to America with no family, no parents, and um, but now that I'm going around in the community, there's so many stories like me that we are we came here at the same time, and now everyone is here working. They've been mm-hmm. here working and, and paying taxes, uh, but nobody. It's really very interesting. Nobody's them reaching to out get, to you. Yes. Well, let me ask you this. Um, I know the president there is doing all kinds of yes. new things. He's young. Yes. He's aggressive. Tell us about him. Well, President Bukele, we had 30 years of corrupt um, politicians in Golly. our country. Yes. And, and and this is all the civil war and the yes. guerrillas and everything? Yes. The guerrillas uh, form a, a political party. So then we had a president... Um, and the whole 30 years was pure corruption. The country, uh, it was um, it's really poor, the situation they went, uh, that they had. Now with this new president, he is taking the social media. He kicked off his campaign, his political campaign, with one million followers on Twitter. Wow. And they were laughing at him because they never seen that type of politician before. And they were making fun of him. And all of a sudden, social media took over the younger generations and he won. For the first time now, we have a, a president that really cares for the people. He's been doing so many things, uh, great things in the country, and especially fixing, getting rid of the corrupt politicians in, in the Good for him. In the arena, yeah. And now taking handling all the... Um, the maras, you know, because there was a lot of gun violence yeah, yeah, in the yeah, country. Yeah. So he's putting all these people in jail and cleaning the country. Well, for those out there, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm, yes. on, I'm on everything. Gilbert yes. Andrew Garcia. I'm, I'm on TikTok. Some of my TikToks, yes. you know, my kids make me do some of these things. I don't know if I'm embarrassed or it's hilarious, but at the end of the day, check it out. Tell me what you think. So going back, so most of these immigrants that have come in yes they have now sought asylum 
And do they have dual citizenship? Yes, we had dual citizenship. Uh, United States had agreements with El Salvador for many years since back in the 1800s. And now, because of what happened in our country, we are able to become U.S. citizens and we are able to vote. And my motivation is to get them all registered to vote and get involved because they need to vote. And um, and everybody's pretty much, uh, most of them, they're all citizens. And no one reached out to them. Right. And the community is growing we're not going anywhere so I'm asking them to come together and I went to the mayor and I told him he gave us a proclamation how he rec- great he recognized the well, city uh, and it was a great event well, how, how do you get a um, ticket uh, well, if you we want to go, how do you get a yes, ticket? Yes, we have the festival coming up Octo- uh, Sunday, October 23rd. I think I have some tickets here. Tickets but are, sale, uh, are for sale at Ticket E, and we have here tickets to give away. If you want to call in uh, after hours, I'm happy to give you some tickets. The tickets are, uh, how much are the tickets? $25. $25. Listen, $25 to have an entire day of music and fun and entertainment is such a bargain. Yes. You know, just to go to a two-hour movie, it's almost $20. Yes. And that doesn't include the parking you got to pay for. Uh, oh, yes. my goodness. And that doesn't even include the popcorn and everything else. Yes. So, no, this is, I think, a fun, fun family event. Yes. So, I a- have tickets. Call in. I'm happy to give you some tickets. Come over. Uh, to my office here downtown, and we're happy to give you some tickets. Yes, and it's a nonprofit organization, and this is just to pay the city permits. You know, the city now requires that we have a police presence there. Uh, some of the musicians, we got to cover their travel expenses, and the tickets are $25. They can find them in Tickety or here in your office. What's Tickety? Tickety, it's uh, online. dot um, com. I guess I don't know Tickety. Yeah. Okay, it's like you a can, ticket master or yeah, something like that? Yeah, like ticket masters. You can purchase online or we'll have the tickets available the day of the event. Okay, and what's the address again? Uh, we are going to be at the Bayland Park. It's 6400 Bisonette Street in Houston, Texas, 77074. It's 59 in Bisonette. Yeah, and it's a big open area. It's a area. huge park. Yeah, park. It, it's a nice park. I've been yes. there when there's uh, booths on the side and everything else yes. and food. I think that is wonderful. It's a really nice park, and we just want to go have fun. We have Orquesta San Vicente. Uh, they play a, a really good music from El Salvador. Um, well, it's a big Tito, group. Yeah, it's 18 people in the group. Man. Yeah. Holy and they've been cow. around for a long time. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, Gilbert. I think we have another caller, so Daisy, yes. please uh, thank you, and we'll be talking this up thank every you. week until the event. Thank you so much, Gilbert. You got it. Is there a Carla Wyatt? Uh, Shantae. I think it's Shantae. Is there a Miss Wyatt? I think we're coming on. she's coming on right now. Hello? Is there a Carla Wyatt or Shantae? Hold on, team. As they said on Batman, the old Batman, when Batman was a nice guy on TV, uh, don't touch that dial. Shantae, are you there? Shantae. Yes. Speak to us, Shantae. You have me, Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer. Hey. How you doing, Gilbert? I'm good. You got about a minute. Tell me what's going on with you and what's happening here for you in Houston. Well, in Houston, I'm also in Fort Bend County and Fort Bend County, Houston. So I definitely want to stress how important it is for everybody in the community and the Latino community as well as it is for the black community to stand strong and go to the polls and vote. This is this election is very crucial for the state of Texas. Amen. Are, are, are you out there? And are, are you a candidate? Are you organizing? I am an SD13 chair. Oh, how wonderful. So what's going on there in your district? Well, what's going on in my district is um, they are very quiet right now. Um, they All my people is registered to vote. Uh, I just need to get them out there and to get them to the polls and make sure that they don't have any uh what i'd be worried about is my uh, senior citizens which i call them seasonal so those are the ones that i really worry about the most to make sure that they have transportation 
to get out to vote also to make sure that they do understand there will be uh, metro will have places for them to go Fort Bend County Transit will also have available lines to make sure that everybody gets to uh, get to the polls and be able to vote and, and be heard. Wonderful. I apologize. We've had a full hour of calls so we didn't get a chance to really give you enough time i hope you call back again but i want to give you the last word because i've got about a minute okay well my last word is about you (gasps) when are you going to get on the ballot you're amazing (laughs) that is so nice of you do me a favor would you let my wife know that just you know just (laughs) tell me tell my wife i'm amazing uh so she knows you know that is so nice of you well like anything else it's in the god's hands and the Lord will help direct me at the right time and how I can help the community and how I can be involved. But I sure love what I do. That is so nice of you. I'm hugging you on the phone in cyberspace. Thank you for saying that. That's got to be one of the nicest things anybody's ever said to me. So why yes, don't you please call in again, and uh, and we'll have you on again soon. That sounds like a plan. Tell Mrs. Daisy I said hello, and I see her. I will do that. Count on it. All right. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Go ahead. Let's let's tee up that music there, Mr. Producer. Boy, it's hard to imagine that an hour's already gone by. Our guest was going to be at-large councilman Michael Kubosh. I'm I'm sure something came up, but he couldn't make it. Uh, We'll invite him again. He's, of course, uh, one of those guys that will speak his mind. And always, uh, when he speaks his mind, he's got a lot of uh, gregarious uh, style. But he's really a wonderful man. I do know that he has been a foster parent for, golly, maybe a hundred young people. Talk about an angel of God. That's him and his wife. So, Michael Kubosh, we'll have you next time. And here we go with what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And we need it more than ever. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Boy, in today's times, when you see suffering in so many parts of the world, you see the war in Ukraine, we need it. Love, sweet love. If you want to know. It just makes you want to go like this, right, producer? It just makes you want to do one of those things. Or hold up a light a, can- light a candle like in the old days. Or your, your, nowadays, of course, there's no more lighting your, your, uh, your lighter. It's all about your phone, putting your phone up nowadays. What a beautiful song. What incredible lyrics. Amen. Well, Houston... We're going to be signing off here. We're probably off the radio now, and we're now going to close off on cyberspace and Facebook and all the social media. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia saying thank you for listening. Please call in. Please follow me on Facebook, on on all social media, Instagram. Uh, check out my TikToks. I think some of them are hilarious. Uh, my kids filmed me when I was on a roller coaster. I, uh, I, I almost lost it there on the roller coaster. I don't know if I was going to pass out or just get sick, but you can see it live on my TikTok. And this is a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. The motivation was to do something different. We just 
don't have enough positive media and outlets for people to talk about issues. And notice we talked about it respectfully and thoughtfully. We don't have to agree, but there are more things that we agree with than not. We as the human race, uh, no matter what party, what affiliation, what anything else, we have more in common than not. We're Mondays from 11 to 12, every Monday. Next Monday, I'm going to be... Um, rebroadcasting an episode because I am going to be a guest anchor on CNBC. So uh, can you believe that? So I'm going to be uh, in New Jersey at the studio of CNBC. So we won't be having the show next week. I probably should have said that on the air. And we're again on KWWJ, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. That's Keep Walking with Jesus. We are KYOK the legendary station, 1140 a.m., KCOH, The Source. And that's 12.30 a.m. We're Aliento Radio, 1540 a.m., 101.7 FM, Sangeet Radio, 95.1 FM, 1460 a.m. My gosh, try to say that all with one breath. And you could call in at 832-570-8075. I am Gilbert Andrew Garcia signing off, and we'll see you next time. show a tip from gilbert talk inspiration and prayer every monday from 11 a.m till noon on houston's gospel leader kwwj 1360 a.m and streaming live on kwwj.org listen on the legendary kyok 11:40 a.m and streaming live on kyokradio.org kcoh 12:30 a.m the source on sand geek radio 95.1 fm 14:60 a.m and aliento radio 101.7 fm and 1540 a.m call in at 832 2570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.